This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Wolfen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm your gracious host, and alongside me, Justin Wydell. Justin, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you for asking. It's my pleasure. Here we are, folks. I think this is episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode. Oh, wow. So we should have done that movie, but that we're not. Was it, what was that movie called? Just 42. 42. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Which is what it is. What's the significant number in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Fuck if I know. I'm not a nerd. Is it 42? I'm not a nerd. Something like that. I don't know that shit. Fuck that. It might be 42. Harrison Ford in that movie, 42. Remember? Old Harrison Ford. He played Branch Rickey. Famous commissioner. He had Uh, a Grandfather to Simon Birch. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Alan Tudyk in the film? Yeah, he plays a nice... Nice old racist. big fat racist yeah. in that. Yep. Well, I like old. I Al. think I think his racial tirade is Steve's ringtone. Um, so welcome, folks. Uh, this is a movie microscope. Um, you know we're real proud of the work we've been doing. doing <laughs> rocking it, doing a great job. We are proud of it. I, you know, at more than anyone, we certainly are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you listen, if you look at all the comments. And by the way, it's a good time to remind people. Leave us a. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you rip us, we'll be sad, but that's fine. Yeah, we, 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 we still we still like to we, read. No, we would rather you not rip us on iTunes. We'd rather if you if you hate this, you just go away. I don't. Know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I don't want to taint. I what wouldn't we got mind going. reading some hate. Like these guys. Who are these guys? Why are they talking about stuff they don't know about? We know fucking shit, man. Exactly. So the movie microscope. Yeah, please leave us comments. I mean, seriously. And, and now we start a little donation thing because, you know, the site's expensive. Message boards are hard to keep alive. People seem to like them still. Help a brother out. I mean, are you talking about the Patreon or whatever a, it is? What is it called? There's both. There's, there's a little one for this guy and there's the Patreon for the Trouble City. Maybe I should donate. <laughs> Loaded. He donated in the casino this week, from what I understand. I, well, a little bit, but... And he got nailed. I didn't get nailed. <laughs> what are you about? I did pretty well, and then I... Stayed too long. Okay, that's always the case. Uh, so, the folks, if you don't know what the movie Microscope is, it's a show where we zoom in. We really kind of we put on gloves and reach in and uh, and and pull out innards, and then uh, and then look at what's left, the stuff that makes or breaks. So, like for, we were talking about Light Sleeper, we wouldn't talk about the scene where 
uh, he he goes to the shoe store and puts on the shoe with the with the shoe horn in it. We talk about <laughs> the little moments. Talking about William Defoe, yeah, doing that. You remember who's in Light Sleeper? Yeah, but there's other, there's someone else. Who gives a shit? John Panko? No, nah, it's Live and Die. Is that a Schrader film? It is. Yeah. He, it's a Schrader film that he directed. Yeah, and wrote and directed. Yeah. Still killing it. Yeah, Paul Schrader. Yeah. Hey, well, is Letterman retired? He's still doing it. <laughs> um, so today we're doing a movie that I've been kind of teasing for quite a while. Wolfen. Excuse me. Wolfen. You kind of have to say it slower. Wolfen. Yeah. What? It sounds. It's hard to say. Wolfen. I said it perfectly three times. Also, it, it's a. It's a. It's a legend. It's like a. It's a. It's a. It's. A, Are you going to zoom right in? It's like a legend monster. It didn't really catch on. You don't hear too much about wolfens. You know, like, is that the plural, by the way? Yeah. Uh, no one's talking about wolfen. We are. It's, you know, the movie maybe, but outside of it? No, that's no, what's so is, great. No one's scared about wolfen. I, I know the Wendigo must have a way better agent. Even the Manitou. Right. But is anybody, scared, like, staying up at night scared of the... There's got to be little kids that saw this movie when they're little It's scared of the wolfen. I would hope. And I think the book was called The Wolfen. It was called Wolfen. No, I think it was called The, the Wolfen. Uh, zoom in. I did zoom in. And who wrote it? Bill Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Old Whitley. Whitley Schreiber. And we love Old Whitley because... Th- is Thrice abducted? He got for real kidnapped by aliens. Well, that's... There's no... He for real? He got really kidnapped, and then he really wrote books about it. He, he got for real kidnapped. He got... He wrote books about for real being kidnapped. Yes, he got, and he, you know how I knew he really got kidnapped? He, he wrote, wrote one of those books on the ship. <laughs> they gave him a typewriter. Right. And he pounded it out on the ship. Uh, and, well, and zero G. And then they gave him the typewriter. <laughs> uh, and I know that it, that he wrote it from the ship because one of his books starts out, I'm writing this from the ship. <laughs> yeah. Where I've been for real kidnapped. Yeah. By aliens. Yeah, you think his editor would have fixed some of that. He, did you ever watch the movie that was based uh, on Walk his in. book? With Commun- Commun- communion, communion. Yeah. it's a pretty fun movie just because Walken yeah. is giving a crazy performance in it. Newsflash: um, I, 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 he released a book in the somewhat recent past called The Grays, mm-hmm. and that one excites me. Why? Because it's it's it, it's you finally get some face time with the Grays. Speaking of the Gray, yeah, Wolfen, yeah. See, we all came tied it back. Yeah. But I wanted to say this about Communion before we, we jump off. Whitley Stryber, uh, there's a movie made from his kidnapping by Aliens Books with, with Christopher Walken. Anyway, there's a scene in it when Christopher Walken is dancing with the Greys. Do you remember this scene? Of course. Uh, he is, because Christopher Walken is famous for dancing in his films. Right. And the movie Communion is no exception. He dances with um, uh, either men in alien suits or alien puppets. Maybe we could put that. Maybe we could put that on the Instagram. A little that little scene. It's got to be around. Or maybe we should do a microscope on that movie at some point. You think we should watch that movie at least once? Yeah. So enough about Christopher Walken's Communion. Let's talk about Wolfen, directed okay. by Michael Wadley. Yes, famous for um, I believe Woodstock documentaries. Right. He was a and, cinematographer and a director. And he never directed another feature film after this, I believe. But he is doing something right now. What? Let me zoom in. He drives a bus in Akron, Ohio. Is that for real? That is for real. Well, that's insane because I have to say, 
And I know this this was a troubled shoot, and I think he got fired from the film after reshoots. This movie is pretty fucking good. It really and, is, and it looks great. Yep, um, pretty ambitious. It's it is a it's a strange film. I didn't remember it at all. I had seen it before. I probably rented it. I'm sure I rented it. Um, but it it's a it's a pretty kind of serious horror film. Yeah. It's it's and well it, well made tense yeah and and I mean long as the day is long well it's slower than homunculus shit apparently but. it was um it had a lot of editors to kind of bring it to life I think uh, maybe the reason that Wadley was fired is because he turned in this apparently his first cut was four and a half hours yeah which maybe someone told him that's not what we do in the theater yeah. old old Wadley yeah um but uh you know I think his his movie was very, very long, and then they, it took a while to wrestle it down to its current length, which is no joke. It's like two hours. I mean, it's still long. It feels long. Yeah, it does feel a little long, but it's fine. I think it's a pretty well done movie, and I liked it. It's I, quite a well done movie, and um, lots of dicks and pussies in it too. You get to see Edward Edward James almost as Wee Wee numerous times in this film. Zoom in. Yeah, yeah, you have to actually <laughs> zoom in. For real. Yeah. Did you have a Zoom feature on the TV? No, no. Because it wasn't working. But if I did in 4K, you'd realize his face ain't the only thing pockmarked. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they. Uh, and that's a good way to say that. Let's talk about the cast. You, you did bring up Edward James almost. Yeah. Guess who was almost in this movie? Who? Old Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Was lobbying for the lead. Did not get it. And the director said, fuck no. I want to work with... Albert Squarehead Finney. Yeah. As as Nick put it in the previous show. One of the things I want to do is your it was his, show. It was his favorite actor. That's I have why. a few things that come to mind when I think of Albert Finney, and over the course of the show, I'm going to dictate okay. like what, what Albert Finney looks like. Mm-hmm. I'll start off with one. Uh, he looks like Billy Drago on the surface of Mars. <laughs> Billy Drago RIP recently. Yeah. Very recently. Love him. Albert Finney RIP recently. Yeah. Uh, the director wanted to work with Albert Finney as his favorite actor. And Albert Finney does quite a good job in this movie, I think. He's a very atypical lead, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and he's a little scared <laughs> at times, too, which is hilarious. And he's very world-weary, obviously. But yeah. he seems... he they call He's a captain in this yeah. movie. He does not look it. He, uh, he looks like somebody that watched Rocky and then gave it about a week to try to get into shape, got the clothes, and oh, he, then... And then they gave up. That's you know what I'm saying. He looks. He looks like he was powerlifting sandwiches. <laughs> so who else is in the movie? You got Gregory Hines. Who I'm going to say this: we've seen Gregory Hines in Running Scared, yeah, and Wolfen. Those are the two Gregory Hines movies we've seen so far. No spoiler. Uh, great in both movies. A national treasure. I'm going to say it right now. Yeah, he's amazing. I love fucking Gregory yeah, Hines. Yeah, he's. Amazing. I never realized it. Yeah, he is. A welcome presence, always, at least in those two movies. I know. I mean, the thing is about... Highlights. He's great. He's better in this than he is in Running Scared. It's amazing we love him as much as we do, considering he looks like one of the insects from the deleted King Kong footage. He, uh, he's just such a... And, you know, a thing in the trivia was that Albert Finney had um, demanded part... I guess he said suggested, I guess, not demanded, that... Gregory Hines and before filming they hung out and become friends so they could have a camaraderie on screen what a great 
Those guys were running around together. Finney and Hines. Oh, my God. Running scared. That's what Albert Finney does through half of this movie. <laughs> Can you imagine... What a clusterfuck it would be like hanging out with those two people. So I'm like looking in the, I'm like looking in, I'm like, what do these guys do? These guys are out carousing. They got, you know, probably, you know, going, hitting bars, getting drunk, picking up ladies. It's just like no, all, all, you know night, they did? all night twister sessions. You know what they did? What? Played D&D. That's all they did. <laughs> yeah. Played D&D. Yeah. Guess he was DMing. Diane Venora? Yes. He was, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lawful neutral cleric elf is Guess what was Albert B- Finney was known for. <laughs> Guess he was BMing. Who? Finney. He had a little... He had some stomach tummy issues. Yeah. He was nervous. He read the script, yeah. and he was shitting himself. Holy shit. He was scared. Big gay icon, Gregory. Apparently, gentlemen prefer Heinz. So anyway, love... That love is a him. joke for the old. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so so you you mentioned her. Diane, Diane Venora looking hot. And she is... Uh, uh, She's another pl- a detective in this movie, sort of, yeah, with yeah. with this weird bent on, yeah, radical she, cultisms or something. yeah, but she's she's kind of an expert. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Tom Noonan, Tom Noonan's in this. Who it's got a good cast. Got you know, like we mentioned, almost got a couple other, you know, fan favorites. Reginald Vell Johnson. He shows up for a second. Yeah. Who is he in this? The one he's the, a, he's, he works in the uh, morgue. Uh, but the premise. Let's talk about the premise of the movie. All right. Starts uh, off with Ed- Edward James almost on a bridge, and yep. then there's wolves. Yep. That's the plot pretty much, pretty right? Pretty much. Actually, the plot is, it takes a long time. It takes forever, and then they give you everything. Yeah. Like So they build it up forever, and then they tell you everything right away. Right. Yeah. So what's happening is there is um, uh, some gentrification going on in New York City. There's some uh, bulldozing of maybe old buildings. Tenements and shit. To put up new properties. Um, and... There's some rich developers that at the beginning of the movie, this especially this one rich developer, uh, gets murdered by uh, Wolfen, some kind of creature, along with his wife and his limo driver. Um, and then Albert Finney has to investigate. Doesn't understand what's going on. It doesn't look like these people were murdered with weapons because Gregor Hines plays a mortician or something, I guess, like a coroner. Like coroner, f- yeah, for instance. And he. Uh, He's like he, he spills the he spills the tea. He says, "I'm not finding any metal shavings in this. This looks like, like basically, it was created by teeth. Yeah, um, these wounds. And you know, uh, there's like like one guy's brains missing. A woman was almost decapitated. It's it's a it's a pretty grisly scene. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what was happening. They have to figure out why these killings are happening. The, meanwhile, across town, uh, a homeless man, a, a, a drug addict, is killed too in a similar fashion. They start finding hairs that connect the scenes, you know. Van Wolf Dam. hairs. Yeah, what, Van Dam comes in there and starts kneeling in the crime scenes, <laughs> as as he's wont to do. Yeah. I, w- I wish. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what do you think about um, uh, Finney when you when he first pops on? Oh, screen? he's disgusting to look at. He is. He is rough. He's they said look like he, you. Yeah, they said look like you're out of shape and a fuck up, and he does a good job. Mission accomplished. Yes. Yeah. Wearing, he wears an awful headband. He wears an awful green hoodie. He wears awful brown, saggy in the ass sweatpants, and he is tasks, well, tasked. He's supposed to be with his carrying outfit. the largest newspaper of all time. Right. Um. So he looks like a body they just fished out of the river. Did you think he was Finny in this, or played it pretty serious? I wrote that one down, by the way. How'd it work? <laughs> let's, let's let's give it a let's give it a rating real quick. 
Worst waveform. What do you think of... Okay, so when a, a thing that this movie did before Predator, as Nick pointed out even, is that there's a point of view shots from the creatures that are, that look like... You know, remember Predator Vision? Yeah. Where it's like you, you kind of see the heat signatures of bodies and stuff like this. The wolf kind of has this like saturated... Yeah. You know, look, it's like it's a it's like a almost like a purple hue to things. So you know that the wolf and is there's like a, there's an earlier like many or you don't know it's a wolf yet. I guess mini plot line where she's talking about using us using that kind of stuff to determine if people are lying. So I guess there's an element of yeah. the wolves using this to determine if somebody has bad intentions. Yeah, there's in this there's like a when they interrogate people they have this special they have this. There's a lot of time they spend in that weird room, and the room is like a whole thing is is can determine if someone's lying in it. Classic Whitley Stryber. And it's like a, it's like the box, like from like a Homicide Life on the Streets or The Wire, except the whole room is you don't need the cop, yeah, because it just tells the person if it's true that lying or not. I'm with you, and it's 100 percent accurate. They know when the people are lying, yeah. when they're not. Yeah. So they so they they put Simba in there, and sure enough, one thing I there was some science fiction elements in this. Like so, there was that mm-hmm. room, the lie detector room. At the beginning, when the limo driver is carting the um, the rich people across town, and they're you know drinking and doing coke in the back seat as they uh-huh. want to do. When in Rome, dog. Um, he uh, has a computer keyboard in his car, and a computer is typing on that thing as he's driving. There's no, there's like barely any car phones in cars back then. So what do you think of that? It was like there's like these weird little science fiction elements to this. Yeah, I, there, no one's got a computer in the car yet. He's got a straight up like it looks like a like a big old fat PC in his car. Yeah, weird monitors com- communicating with a security company that's got some weird logo. Oh yeah, there's a surveillance company. I'm that... about to get that logo on a hat or a T-shirt because I want to go meta. I'm, I want to just like be that cool movie fan. It's got like it reminds little... me sort of like something that was like in Firestarter or something like that group or whatever. The yeah, or like the whatever. or the Halloween three, the, the right. Shamrock, whatever. Right, but we got to bring that back. Yeah. Let's no. Oh. The, uh, so the Wolf Vision. You were talking about that, mm-hmm. of course. At forty-seven minutes, I'd had enough of fucking Wolf Vision. Enough yeah. already with the Wolf. Vision. I know. Yeah, they, they do overdo it, but it was the first time, and it's something new. It's a fun little trick. Can you yeah. imagine how many of those other two and a half hours was Wolf Vision? Well, what they did did apparently first the way they re- try to realize the Wolf Vision didn't work, and so they had to do this. So I don't know. Wonder what the first run through was, how what it looked like. They One said it good. was bad. One good. Um, um, what about when he's they have Albert Finney at the beginning when they introduce him he's he's trying to jog and he's doing a little walk run that's how I do that's how I try when I start to try to jog and get in shape if I ever did that in my life I would I would be doing that kind of playing Dewey Wilson that's his character's name Dewey yeah that Dustin Hoffman wanted to play yeah unbelievable um he looks a little like Easter Island's mugshot. Albert Finney. <laughs> uh, what'd you think? Here's one thing they never really did they go into. This is probably this is probably one of the things that suffered from the cutting of the movie. Is that the limo driver at the beginning, I, I, he's killed. He's the first person killed. He gets his arm, hand ripped out, he's got a gun, hand. He gets what do they call that? D-handed or something? Yeah, D- what, it's yeah. something. It's a fun. It's a funny. Okay. Um, you know, and then they they kill everybody else. Um, they they comment on he's got this ring, 
and they tie it to like a satanic thing, right? Yeah, or something. And you think that's going to figure into the plot. They show the ring, they show the hand, and they they make a big deal about the cult. They never visit it again. No. Nobody needs it. Maybe there was a red herring? Well, I mean, there is a part where we Edward James almost says that he can transform it to a salmon, which I thought was a weird choice for him to mention, that he could shapeshift into a fucking salmon. The fuck? Uh, did he say that when he was naked? No. But that's a weird thing. He to, says it on the bridge. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the entire animal kingdom at your disposal, and you say a fucking salmon. Right. Oof. He's then, like, so get some capers, dog. <laughs> Nick said at the beginning of the, when when there's this uh, when the couple gets murdered and the limo driver and they make a big deal about her pearl necklace and so they show when she gets killed they show this blood and pearls kind of fly at the camera and then the crime scene um, Finney picks up one of the pearls and looks at it and Nick yeah. had suggested that oh yeah he's an oyster did it oyster did it yeah that was that was another <laughs> red another red herring that was Finney's conclusion. Um, and another thing that they, they they do that is very typical in a movie like this, in order to tell you how hardcore character is and how desensitized he is, uh, Finney t- pays a visit to the morgue, and there's a lot of dead bodies, a lot of naked, a lot of naked and dismembered, and just just bodies in various states of smell, just destroyedness. Is that a word? Yeah. And he's eating cookies. Because he don't give a fuck. He don't, he's seen worse. Yeah. And he'll have a cookie there. Yeah. Most people couldn't eat, and most people would be grossed out and run from the room. Mm-hmm. Not Albert Finney. Yeah. He eats a Chips Ahoy. Well, remember during the, the marketing that went around the movie, mm-hmm. it's like, more, they call them, these are more great. Like, these are more good cookies. Well, one thing I thought was funny, interesting in the movie, and they do back it up later, is that um, Diane, uh, how you v- say her Venora offers him a cookie. He takes it, but he runs to a graveyard real quick to eat it. He can't <laughs> eat one without well, being around death. There's a lot of like snack food that incorporates into tense yeah. moments. Gregory Hines eating potato chips. Does he? He can't. Do, he said you can only eat one. He's talking. What he's talking about though is that wolves can only just can't just eat one yeah. person. Yeah. Well, actually, one of his last acts on this world is eating a, a, a potato chip. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well. No, so this movie, this is one of the stunning revelations of watching this today was in my entire adult life, I thought Gregory Hines' severed head with maggots on it happens in this film. It doesn't. It's a different dude's homeless severed maggot head. In your defense, he does get a head injury, a neck injury. I mean, he does look like he could have been that, that he could have had a decapitated scene. He did not. I know, but it's so funny how your mind plays tricks with you over the years. Because, I mean, the one image I had of this movie was Gregory Hines. Well, I'm embarrassed for you because you've been confidently saying this. In fact, you were walking around earlier going, I can't wait to see Gregory Hines' yeah. severed head in this. Yeah, with and that's when I was at work. I, I, yeah. It's before you showed up. And I said, Nick, are you sure? I don't recall. I remember I was like, I don't recall that. And I think you're wrong. Yeah. And you were like, I'm dead right. Let me zoom in. I'm yeah. wrong. And I said, I got a feeling about this one. I think you're wrong, Nick. And that like, was a huge newspaper. <laughs> I mean, we watched we watched this together. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I just a couple of guys in their mid to late forties watching watching Wolfen together. <laughs> First a, of all, on I a al- Tuesday night, I alerted the government by purchasing this film. I mean, why doesn't like 
Do you know how many great things I buy that I never read or never watch? And I bought this and post haste watched it. <laughs> you bought all the Jaws movies today. I bought all the existing. I already have the first one. But you buy the. I know you have the good the good one. But you buy the shitty. The ones. second one's good too. It's fine. It is quite good. But you you had Jaws of Revenge up in there. You had all of them. I don't have Jaws of Revenge. I have two and three, and one. I do. I have a special place in my heart for three. I hope to rewatch. You know why? Beth, Beth Armstrong. Oof. You have the secret wets for her. Well, I showed my kids the trailer for it, and they were hooked, so I had to. Nothing yeah. in common, by the way, Beth Armstrong. I wrote to China. How about nothing uncommon, Valor. Oh, yeah. Um, Is she the best Armstrong? Uh, at one point, Gregor Hines suggests that maybe these people were killed by plastic weapons. That's why you well, can't find any metal well, no, shavings. Finney suggested, and then Hines mulls the prospect. Oh, he does? Finney yeah. suggests it. Finney suggests it. Zoom in. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin, you know, Finney, the guy that looks like whatever's inside the ark. Oh, my God. He, Finney, there's some great lines in this. He says uh, that his boss asks him how the investigation's going, and he says, I got no answers to a lot of questions, which really makes the boss mad. Okay. He said, you've been on this for a day. And then he really does have some answers, so he's just pulling that guy's leg. Yeah, because he didn't want to tell that guy Wolfen right away. Mm-mm. Well, he didn't know. Oh, uh, he was Wolfen that cookie though. And then the one of the guys talking about um, the limo driver, because the limo driver is like a Dead. big guy, and he, but he dies. And the way that one of the detectives or cops or whoever describes him, and he says he's a he was a tough son of a bitch, worth three normals. Really? Yeah. Nice. There's also at one point Tom Noonan calls the the wolves because they they do zoom in. They do figure out that these are probably wolves. Yeah. He calls them big bad. Yeah. Says, it's, and that's a Whedon thing later. Well, I mean, it's not, he's called a big bad wolf. He's doing. It I know, but it's still he calls him the big bad. He shortens it. Yeah. Zoom in. Um, he, Noonan drops a big ass truth bomb in that scene. He zooms in in that sequence. Okay. He, re- he reveals snakes don't have hands. Does he really say he that? He says snakes don't have hands. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty intuitive. Also, news to the snake. That's true. That is something the snakes don't like to hear. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I think, you know how they sometimes say dogs, like, um, use their mouths as, like, their hands as kind of their hands because they grab stuff. and Okay. Maybe snakes feel that way. How dare you? Yeah. They got scales, though. Yeah. Um... Uh, later on, another great line, Finney offers um, his crush, who is Diane Benora. Right. Got it right. So nice. Uh, Just think says, of Jewish candles. He says, uh, <laughs> says you want a drink? He offers her a drink, and she says, got, got any ice? And he says, only one in my veins. Only in my heart. Oh. Nice. Oh, another thing is, so they, they do... They, there's a character in this movie that Nick had recognized. That it's, he's also, he's like some kind of who knows some 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 kind of expert in something we don't know. Why we're not gonna zoom in on this? Right. We can't zoom in on everything. Right. We don't have time. We can do some half zooms sometimes and some lazy zooms. This is let's just talk about this will be a lazy zoom. I don't even know what you're talking about, so let's get to it. <sighs> there's a guy named Baldy in this. Oh yeah. They go visit him. James Tolkien. Forget some deta- details. Um, they he's bald. They rip his hair. They balding. Call, they, they keep calling him Baldy, Baldy. Uh, hey, Baldy. Thanks, Baldy. 
Um, when they leave, Finney says, keep combing it. That's how he leaves the scene. Yeah. You will recognize James Tolkien as the the uh, the man in Top Gun who informs him about the hard deck on this flight. Mm. Yeah. Bald as a dream in that movie. J.R.R. Son. Yeah. Yeah. James. Mm. What do you think about the Wolfman making baby noises? I thought that was oh, strange. they're luring some fuck. They're luring the shit out of some. Yeah, shit. they're luring. They're luring people to them because they 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 pretend to be distressed babies in distress. Yeah, that is oldest trick in the book. Do you know who else does that? Charles, the vines and the ruins. Fuck yeah, they do something like so wait, that. So Wolfen is the the ground zero for horror, basically. Wolfen's the ground zero for that movie for sure. What do you think of that movie? It's good, hmm. brutal. Um, they call it the ruin. I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that uh, Finney's rescue of Diane Venora early on is fucked up. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, he knows that he realizes she's in trouble. She's ascending the staircase, and they're in a church or something. Well, she's on stairs, mm-hmm. and and there's a wolf in upstairs. And he occur- occurs to Finney for some reason that he she's gets scared in, shitless that she's in trouble. And he runs up the stairs and... Knocks her down the stairs. Yeah, grabs her and they fall down the stairs together. But he gets... It's a smart move because he gets him out of there in time. Yeah, but that... I wouldn't fuck him. I I, don't, I wouldn't have... That wouldn't be like a, a meat cute for uh, for us. You know, like... You know, they're in bed like, you know, a half hour later in the movie. You wouldn't fuck him? Here's me not believing you. <laughs> have you ever been pulled down a staircase and then propositioned? He looks like Halloween's diarrhea. He's got some great hair in this. His He's hair, got all the hair in this. His hair is. Uh, do you think he got a trim before Wolfen? He gets a trim later on in the movie, but the t- him and Diane Venor have almost the same hairdo for a while in this movie. And then there's a, for context, there's that guy sweeping at the uh, zoological society whose hair just takes a huge shit on their hair. By the way, Tom Noonan's voice. He's got great. Of, got, got one of the softest voices in the business. Yeah. He's great. That is a strange mixture of like a human being. He's got he's a very tall, lanky mm-hmm. person, imposing figure. Weird hair growing weird places all over weird. Beautiful like melodic voice. Yeah. Uh, shy. And then like he looks his facial features are like erudite. Yeah, but he looks like a fucking like a, something an alien would vomit at. <laughs> I mean, he's got a weird bone structure. Zoom in. Noon in. <laughs> and he wrote that, fa- what was that famous uh, play that they made into a movie or whatever? Yeah, yeah, he, he was in it. It yeah. was about him on a date, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was like, it was like, mm-hmm. it was like at my dinner with Andre, but it wasn't that. It was like. Oh, uh, it was called uh, Wolfen 2. <laughs> Did he make the sequel, by the way? How's he do? Yeah. He, at one point, he gets on a motorcycle which I thought was a moped, and I realized it's just a motorcycle because he's so big. Yeah, it looks he makes it look like a moped. But he does he have his helmet on in that? The night we met, or the night the night up? Like, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, he got some praise for that. I never saw it. Yeah, but you know Tom Noonan, uh, famous obviously, what New York actor, right? Just kind of one of those famous for in Manhunter. He played the, uh, the fairy. Red Dragon, and yeah. uh, he played. Um, he was great in that. He was in uh, Monster Squad. He played yeah. Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster, and then wh- what else was he in? He was in. Uh, he was in Heat. 
Will Brownwall. Will Brownwall coming in. He was in Heat. He, he was in a lot. He's one of those guys that's sort of ubiquitous. He was in a lot. Still of working, heat. I think. Yeah. I love Tom Noonan. He dies in this. We, we think. I mean, he no, gets he, knocked off his bike at high speeds. He makes for a meal of the wolves. The wolves here's the thing about the, the wolf and wolves, as I'll call them. <laughs> they don't eat diseased organs. That's one thing they spit up. They don't eat it. They don't fuck with them. Super brown wall. Yeah. So they'll 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 chew up a body and they'll leave stuff behind it for the if it's diseased. Right. Okay. Tom Noonan must have been had a clean bill of health because they cannot find a speck of him. They don't know what happened to <laughs> I, him. I think the reality of it is at that point in the film we know what's going on so we don't need to find out. They never scene. find him. Yeah, but they at that point he, Finney discovers it's Wolfen. See, earlier on, we get a little bit more of the of the procedural mm. super brown wall. Oh my god, that's yeah. that's an angry brown wall. Yeah, it's like a diagonal turd. But hi, hi brown wall. Uh, but I think I think the movie the movie doesn't need to to do the procedural anymore. So Tom Noonan is is one of the casualties of that. There's a couple of jump scares in this. There's a one jump scare that is a cat, which is an annoying jump scare. Um. But there's a great jump scare later when Finney goes to... He's worried again about Diane Venora. Mm-hmm. He lets himself into her place with the his gun. She sees him. She's like, what's going on? And he's, he's like... looking out the window. Hey. And uh, he looks out the window. He's like peeking out. And she says something like, hey, beside him. And he jumps. Yeah, he should it's, just, it's, yeah. And the camera like zooms out to show her, like to scare us. But it's just her like sneaking up on yeah. him. Yeah. Her, her I thought that was kind of a cute moment. Yep. And there's speaking of a cute moment before Tom Noonan is dispatched by Wolven. There's a there, there's a scene where he's kind of educating them about wolves. Kind of a cute scene. Um, and uh, him and him and Heinz are having like a little rapport. They're having like a little back and forth. Yeah, it feels natural. And I thought, man, that would be an interesting act to take on the road. If you imagine going to see Heinz and Noonan live, yeah, those two guys together, a little song, a little dance, a little freaky fucking heads face, you know. <laughs> I mean, you got two guys that look weird. Predator would fucking shit his pants claiming those heads. Called Heinz Noon. Yeah. 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 But that's, unfortunately, that's an idea that's come too late. Yeah. Because Noonan is not bankable. Yeah. That's the reason, yeah. And so then um, what, I, what I thought was interesting in this uh, movie is that uh, they say the word millimicrons. I'd miss that. Millimicrons. And it's uh, Noonan saying it. Is that when they're looking at all the penises in the morgue? He keeps talking about millimicrons. And I I was like... Did you look it up? I didn't I didn't look it up. I don't care what it means, but I tried to uh, create a at millimicrons <laughs> Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I usually do when I, I find yeah. a word. I want to corner the market on that. Yeah, guaranteed blue check mark. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you know, so Tom Noonan before he dies is watching wolf footage, as Nick says, and he's looking. He's he's getting emotional. I hate that. I hate because you see real wolves getting. Yeah, and they're really getting shot, and and he's he gets he gets emotional, and then he hears some wolves outside, and gets excited, and he does a thing that I didn't understand at first. He calls in a fake fire. Yeah. And 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 you hear the sirens, and he why he's doing it is the sirens are um, making the wolves kind of howl. Yeah. And then he goes, he can pinpoint them. Right. And say, I know you guys are here, but they also eat him. Yes. Yeah. It was you a know, dumb thing to do. There's also, the, there's a dumb death. Yeah. Um, there is a reference that somebody talks about Peter Wolf at one point. He, him. 
Yeah. He calls in as P- he's Peter Wolf. Like yeah. he's calling in the fake like, Is that a Jay Giles band reference? It's a probably Peter and the Wolf reference. Can you play along? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. James, uh, Edward James almost is, he looks like, like a young John Travolta in a lot of this movie. Like if young Who? John Travolta, Edward James almost. Yeah. If he fell into a volcano face first. <laughs> what about the scene when Albert Finney goes to investigate or goes to interrogate um, Edward James almost on, and he and he works on top of a yeah, bridge yeah. in New York. That was the most fearful Finney looked in the whole film. <laughs> and he's actually climbing up the real like whatever they call that, yeah, the Brooklyn or the Golden Gate. I mean, or the Verrazano's or the George he, Washington. So he walks up and then he's on top of the bridge and he's like strapped on and almost like takes his little his little hook off yeah. and says, "Why don't you jump off and become an eagle?" Because he's talking about shape shifting and yeah. how they shape shift and stuff. And how that's when the salmon thing comes in. Yeah, but it's kind of a scary scene. It looks like Finney's really on a bridge there. Yeah, and you, you know, it's also weird to see so many shots of the World Trade Center in this movie. There's a many shots of that of that business. I feel like he'd be more at home under the bridge. Because you know he's Albert Finney, oh, oh. looking bad. You know what I'm talking about? No, I love him. He's looking great. He's a handsome man. <laughs> he looks like good. a statue that an artist would cover up with a blanket. <laughs> what the um, what is the deal with wolves and chain link fences in this shit they're always looking at shit through chain link fences they're always hiding until they're not until they sneak up on someone but a lot of chain link fence action in this movie though who says the line no one gives a leaping shit that's a great line but who yeah, says it I, it's one of, I think it's probably Finney maybe maybe no Hines? it might be it's, it's superior maybe it's superior yeah how do you do how the superior doing this <laughs> His mouth's moving. He gets, uh, there's a decapit. That's a, that's a pretty gross death. He gets decapitated. He gets, he loses a hand. Loses a hand first. Then he gets into a car to try to get away. But guess who's in the back seat? Wolf in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wolf in the car. And he gets decapitated. And his mouth moves. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Which, which, uh, Gregory Hines foreshadows before his death. That's right. Mm-hmm. When, um, when he shows his ass. There's a great little gag before Gregory Hines. They, they go to, they go to this, um, I love this part. They go to this little um, uh, area to kind of investigate the wolf and the monsters or over there. And he brings Gregory Hines, who's very unprepared. They have guns and stuff, but they split up. And Gregory Hines has br- brought sound equipment, and he has this big one of those big, yeah, you know, sound cones or whatever. Yeah. And he pops a be- he has headphones on. He pops a beer in front or of it, or a soda, whatever. And it sounds like a shotgun. Like it sounds like a shot. It yeah. goes off and it hurts him. When he, because he opens, and then the, he burps into it. Then he burps into it's it. Probably a cut soda, but it's cute. I thought it was a beer. It's got to be a beer. I'm zooming. I'm gonna take a shot on this. You thought it was a soda? Yeah, but that, that's got, and he moons Albert Finney from across the way. Which is then adorable. he does. This is right before his death. He yeah. does. He does. One of his last acts is ass show. Well, he's bored. Like he's bored on the stakeout. Like Finney's all serious. He's like. He like creeping into the church. He's like, you know, uh, very dead serious. And he looks up, and Gregor is just mooning him from across the across the alley. Yeah. Like, and 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 it's in like night vision. You know, like he it's through his night vision scope. He looks at it. Yeah. And you yeah. see a green ass. It, it's too bad Gregor Heisen go. What was his big thing of running scared? He when he was he oh, was like flip- yes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. what did he do? Like yeah, he he flips the kid off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was always doing the screaming that 
something and Ryan scared. As a I'll tell you line. something. It's from from watching a lot of these older movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a, a lot about a lot of what I love about cinema has has gone by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But it also shows some glaring stuff about older cinema that we don't need. Okay, like we night sim- vi- like Finney and night vision. Oh no, we need that. Mm-hmm. I think there were way too many shots of uh, people walking to cars from cars, walking from one location to the next in real time. Well, I think that's funny that you say that because in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I feel like Tarantino kind of was recapturing some of that in that film. Uh, some of that kind of uh, showing off the landscape by just kind of centering the characters walking or driving. and Right. Yeah, so that's kind of what you're talking about. Uh, not as much. I mean, it was very deliberate with Tarantino, what he's doing there. I think with this, it's just the, 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 just the economy of storytelling is so different. You now. don't have to like disagree with me when I'm completely right. <laughs> you know what surprised me I'm about helping this? your point out is what you I'm saying. You know who's really underrated in this movie? The Wolves. Yeah, they're pretty the good. The Wolves are fucking amazing in this movie. They're pretty great. And they when they do, they do kind of a thing where you never see the wolves until the end, really. Where you see glowing eyes at one point. Mm-hmm. Very Amityville horror scene. Uh, but then the first time you really see a wolf is right before Gregory Hines gets attacked and dies, gets killed. Um, sad to see him go. Highlight of this film for me. But at the end, there's a bunch of wolves. There's a whole pack of wolves. Like yeah. They're not fucking around anymore. No, and they're growling and they're lighting Standing up. Standing on top of cars. Yeah, they're great actors. They're leaping through the air. They got glowing eyes. They yeah. get, they're they looking crazy. And they, they also, there's also... Uh, they even invade a, a house later, they, an apartment they, building. They, yeah. Penthouse suite, they, they invade it. They enter a skyscraper yeah. from the outside. Yeah, they're not they're not messing around. No, they, these are fucking sky wolves. They come up... They, Original title for the film. But they do. They they come through the windows at like a penthouse suite. Yeah. How do they get up there? Wolf. Scaffolding. You think? Well, they they sort of fade out at one point, so maybe they fade up there. Maybe they just teleport or whatever. Maybe. Airwolf? Or they turn into an eagle, then they turn to a salmon, and they turn into a wolf. But these that's the thing is, like, uh, almost spells it out at the end to him. Because you think maybe almost at one point, Edward James... Does like a trans? He, you think he's doing like a transformation sequence? He, and Finney's watching him, and he and he it looks like he's going to transform him into a wolf, but he's just punking him. He didn't do it, and uh, but he, he is naked and acting weird. But later, Finney goes into a bar after Gregory Hines uh, is murdered by the wolves, and all of a sudden they want to just fess up. And Edward James almost spells it out for him. What's going on? Not just him; the entire crew yeah. basically takes turns telling. But what's him happening? What does he? What does he say? What saying, happens? Well, these fucking guys, wolf, wolfen, right? Mm-hmm. They hate urban progress. Mm-hmm. So we well, they, we had, we killed them. We sent them underneath the ground. They they had to retreat. They they claimed this desolate fucking area as their own as their hunting and ground. And then we're and then we're rebuilding it. You know, the urban renewal and it's right. basically so a big big ecological. They're protecting. Message. They're protecting their hunting ground. Yeah, and they they prey upon. They say people that would not be missed. So like they, they prey upon like maybe people so who are, people who aren't Marsha Gay Harden or Jeffrey Demon. Uh <laughs> so that's what they're doing is they're protecting that land. Finney realizes that at the end, in order to bond with the wolves, he destroys a model of the development of the of yeah. the of what they're gonna you know and the wolves the wolves look at him and go It seemed larger. What? Uh, they said it seemed larger on, on the ground level. But he's the wolves. <laughs> like this development looks a lot yeah, smaller. Well, what, what, the wolves said what I liked about it was they're like they looked at Finney and they're like, mm-hmm, yeah. that's, that's what we wanted. Nailed it. 
we're not going to kill you now. Yeah. And so they don't. All right. They leave him alone. And and then and then right after the wolves leave, uh, the authorities arrive and they have some explaining to do. They do. Because they can't say, well, the wolfen were here. Then they phased out 50 stories in the air. And by the way, the wolves win. The wolves, the wolves win. do win. The wolves win. I mean, the the plight is definitely tied into Native American. Uh, that's what the, you know. The, the movie's very kind of socially conscious. Conscious, like it talks about that. It talks about um, uh, you know, you know, erasing that history. It connects the wolves to to, to those folks. Um, you know, it's trying to do a lot. This movie, I think, um, it's trying to be a proper horror film. It's trying to be serious. Mission accomplished. It's trying to be socially conscious. I can't even say it. Uh, it's trying to do all sorts of stuff. And it's also trying to be four and a half hours long, apparently. Um, but this is a movie I think that also we we did another, we're going to do another movie recently. Or <laughs> Sorry, I can't say that right. We're going to do another movie on Common Valor, right? We already did it. Does that come out before Last this? Last episode. Um, but both these movies feel in a way like they're not really talked about anymore. People don't really... I mean, who's talking about Wolfen anymore? This is a movie that... It should be beloved. That p- someone should do like a nice special edition of this film and talk to the director who's you say is like a tour guide now, a bus He's driver. A bus driver, yeah. Um, that really sucks. Like he has some he has some chops, this guy, this director. Yeah. And he cast, and he really went wanted Albert Finney to... To be in it, and I think Finney is uh, uh, really good in this film. So, and he's, he's certainly atypical. Uh, I think it's kind of funny to imagine a world where um, Dustin Hoffman's and Wolfen, where Dustin Hoffman and Albert Finney are your only two choices for films. So, Rain Man. What if Dustin did this one and Finney's in Tootsie? I mean, one ugly fucking Tootsie, Jesus Christ! As opposed, it like, like a, it looked like a werewolf that transforms into shit. The so anyway, yeah, Dustin went. Dustin Hoffman went. He, they said it's the only movie he's ever been turned down for. That can't be true. Wow. What other movies do you think old Dustin was up for and didn't get? I'm sure there's there's some. Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Bronson. Event Horizon, by the way, <laughs> doing a TV show uh, based on Event Horizon. No, nobody needs it. It's not true. Um, yeah, the movie's solid though. It's just a solid series. You know, it's got some fun stuff. It's, it has. It's I a mean, gritty. It's a gritty movie. Heinz rocking the weirdest earring. Right. It's it's a little maybe a little long, but it's got it certainly keeps you engaged the whole time. I think it's a I think it's a pretty, pretty good movie. It's not. A, it's no joke. It's it's if you if you catch if you see it on cable, check it out. You had to buy it though, right? I I had to. There's there's happy not, to do it. Is it streaming anywhere? Happy to do it. No. Unless you hack into my iTunes. They should they should definitely do like a special edition of this thing. Absolutely. And get um a commentary from Tom Noonan, Tom Noonan, and we could find out what happened to his character. Yeah. Or, and then or, he said he just says the whole time he's like I became Wolfstool. Yeah. Zoom in. Yeah, the uh, the director get the director. Just I want to hear about some of the shit he cut out. I would love this. Can you imagine? They put out. He's the like director's I cut had of this another film. Two hours of Edward James's naked running. 
What I mean, they, if it was f- four and a half hour cut, I mean, at one point, I didn't find myself wanting. Oh, I did. No, I think that made the right decision. I'm just saying, at one point, Finney does show up with a scratch across his face that you don't know how he got. So you must have had a wolf encounter that they cut out. I think he gets a scratch in the in the skirmish in the building. I mean, Gregory Hines falls on him, his dead body, but it that's not going to claw his face. The wolf drops Gregory Hines onto Albert Finney. He does. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Finney is devastated by his friends. I mean, he really looks sad about it for a few minutes. Then he forgets about it, but that's okay. Yeah. He's got wolves on his ass. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got, yeah. he ain't got time to mourn. No. Well, I, and also... He's shitting his pants when they're downstairs and they're, they think they're outside the building and, and they get surrounded by wolves. Uh-huh. He starts to figure it out and then his boss fucks it up for everybody. Mostly well, now, for himself. I know. Well, I know. Now, now you know why he's wearing those brown sweats at the beginning. Yeah. He's preparing. Constantly shitting himself. So have you ever been chased by wolves? I have not. Have you ever been endangered by like wildlife at any point in your life? Like you're kind of like, oh shit. No, only, self, like a, like only a, self-imposed scares. Like... No, I mean, I remember running from Bigfoot when I was a kid, thinking that I saw Bigfoot. Yeah, but for you, you thought in your mind it was real? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, there was a hill at the top of my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then there was a drop-off of like 15 feet, and it was all thorns. Right. And then there was the street, the street and I ran, like, like in a Roadrunner cartoon, I ran over the edge of the cliff, and then fell into the thorns and ran through the thorns home. From big from Bigfoot. From Bigfoot. And you really were scared. Did you hurt yourself? Oh, I was tore up. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't stop running. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is my buddy Brandon, who was there with me, saw the same thing. What? We have a mutual we have two mutual scary. So you actually thought you so you might have actually seen something then. Yeah. What what, what tell set the scene then? We you, were, we used to play in the woods near the house, and so, the woods were deep. Yeah. Actually it's funny because where we saw Bigfoot is now a Publix. Do you think? Do you think that someone was like dressed up weird to try to scare know. you? I don't know. There was a, there was a, an abandoned like um, cabin slash like chicken coop slash mill or something mm-hmm. down in the woods, and we saw something coming out of it after us in our imagination or our memory or whatever it was. I've, I, I mean, it's funny how vivid it, it is. Do you still see it? I don't see what it was. I just remember that feeling and running for my life. Yeah. And Brandon running for his life. And Brandon was a high-class athlete. He got drafted in two different sports, played minor league baseball. He was a real athlete. And, uh, and you beat him. ran the shit out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the same. I, I told this story in an old podcast where we were at my house watching Friday the 13th. And my parents' house that, we, that I lived in had a sliding glass window door. To the to the pat back to the backyard, and our garage was open, and we're walking to through the kitchen to get a snack, and there's a silhouette of a man standing right outside the sliding glass door. Jesus, and we fucking obviously freaked the fuck out. What 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 the hell? Did someone so, trying to rob the house? So we don't know. All I know is the garage door was open. Yeah, the door to the outside. It was locked on the inside. We heard something going in in the garage and throwing shit. And we ran upstairs. And were we, you guys alone? Yes, because my parents. It was we were yeah, watching. I that Brandon part. lived about five houses down the street. So you call the cop. What happened? So we went upstairs into my parents' bathroom, and locked ourselves in there. And I had a toenail clipper. And I, I ran. We had like it was like that tense moment. I went. And I grabbed the cordless phone. And I called our next door neighbor, 
Right. You had smart. Yeah, and they came over. There was the the but my bike was everything was knocked over in the garage, but nothing had happened. And uh, and did someone try to get in? You think? No, I don't think so. I they guess, just uh, fucked up. The... Yeah, super scary. And I remember Brandon and I, I. I still bust his balls about this. As soon as, as soon as um, Tim, our next door neighbor, opened the door, he ran home, and abandoned me. <laughs> I mean, I would have been. That's that was my worst nightmare as a kid to see something like that in a window. Oh, the I was always silhouette. I, right. I would never look at windows when I was a kid because I was afraid that that would I'd see something. You'd have a computer for a long time. That's true. I remember I, this isn't this is sort of related. When I was a kid, I, really young in Pennsylvania, um, I had a friend that was like kind of strange. I remember he had like a web toes. You remember anybody that had oh, yeah, like I two web? Like yeah. And it didn't matter. But I was friends with him. He's a little strange. A little older than me, I think, and I remember we were at his house. It was in his house with another friend. Was his name Ian? I might have told the story before. No. Okay. And he opens a drawer, pulls out a steak knife or something, and he starts to threaten us with it. And I tore, I tore off with my friend to my house. He chased us, and I banged. I remember banging on the door to to my house because it was never locked, but it was. My mom opens the door. We run in as the knife is coming down. Like really? that kid tried to stab me. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. And my mom grabbed the knife from the kid because he was young. I mean, he was a young kid. Uh-huh. Like he was. It, we were super young. I don't know how old I was. Like six or something. You know, it was like something stupid like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was like. <laughs> but it has nothing to do with wolfing. <laughs> I had a knife pulled on me too when I was a kid. Like, but I mean, that's just like you know, my mom never locked the door, and she. So she what had, happened after she grabbed the knife? What happened to that kid? I, she had to take him to the to his mom and tell him what happened. You, you almost stabbed my kid, basically. But I mean, that's one of those things that that's so weird that that would happen. You know, they kid. I think the kid had some maybe some mental problems, obviously. But uh, probably playing too many. That violent, wasn't good. Too many violent video games. I didn't get stabbed that day though. That's good. Yeah. But I never had anything like. I remember, I got bit by my family dog in the face before. But that wasn't like that was. It wasn't anything that I was out in a random animal yeah. like was chasing me or something or, 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 or maybe a crazed dog you know an unleashed dog ever threatened me and nothing like that I don't yeah. think maybe when I was little but I never had anything like this there was never I was never in an area where you're like fuck well I was the guy that remember I'm the one who got tried tried to get abducted almost somebody tried to abduct yeah me. you told me about yeah. that yeah I mean I've Pops had thought I was lying that was so great they did yeah they what did the guy say to you get in the car yeah, I think he had a knife. How did you not get in the like? What? How did you know not to get in? What'd you do? I ran to you the forest because it was on the walk down from the school. Our school was across mm-hmm. the street from the neighborhood, and I just I was walking. It was an apartment complex, mm-hmm. and I was just walking down. And then when he pulled up in that beat up old blue car, he had the window down, and he had the knife to get in the car. And I tore ass the other way towards. It's awesome. So, I mean, he just what do you think? You're gonna jump in the car? How I old get, were you? I was in third grade. Smart. Your parents taught you well. Cops didn't believe me. Of course they didn't. What happened? Did they ever believe you? I think somebody ended up getting caught who had done bad things. Okay. Um. And that has something to do with Wolfen. <laughs> How? I don't know. It was around the same time. 1983 or so. Yeah. This came out in 83? 81? 81. Yeah. 83 was Uncommon Valor. All right. So, 
But I like the movie. It's a lot of fun. It's got some good shit. I, I'm surprised how well it's held up. I think that's another one we talked about. It looks pretty good. Um, you know, I think some of the movies we watched from this era, like The Beast Within, looks pretty shitty. Um, there's a couple movies that maybe don't look as good as this, but this this looked pretty good. Um, Not going to argue. Zoom in. I'm really crushing this on the technical... Oh, one point that you and out Edward James almost does say, he says, you got your technology, but you lost. That's what he says about the human race, about, about, uh, about Finney, who had just lost his friend. You got your technology, but you lost. Scariest thing about Wolfen, Mm -hmm. Edward James almost still working. He's the one who's the most relevant today of all those people. He's good. He's talented. He was in Battlestar Galactica, remember? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Played the same character. They um do you think Whitley Trevor ever combined his both loves and the Wolfen got abducted by aliens? That'd be fucking great. And they didn't they fucked up. The I would not be surprised if there is some extraterrestrial connection there. What if the Wolfen the aliens fucked up, they kidnap the Wolfen and they get they start getting to fucking destroyed by them. They're like, Oh shit. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have kidnapped the Wolfen. It turns out that the wolf their feeding ground is space. I'm gonna do a little connecting for you here. I'm going to try to get you to follow me on this. Wolfen, Anthony Hopkins, and the Wolfman says, the wolf will will out, wolf out. That could be the sequel. Wolfen, wolf out? Yeah. Wolfen, wolf out, wolfen. (laughs) Yeah. Wolfen. That is probably a bad title. Let's just get it out of the I, way. That's. I think it's kind of a. a, a you like it? Yeah. Because it sounds like like a like a species. It sounds like a hotel. Oh. Wait a minute. That could be the place. A wolf hotel. Wolfen. A wolfen. <laughs> nice. And they won't let Jesus in there. Hmm. I don't understand. He, remember they turned him away in the end. Oh. They really did. And he had to be born in the barn. Remember oh, all the animals surrounding them? Yeah. Worked then, out all right. And then the wolf ate them. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's like it sounds like a, a species of creature. I like it. You like wolfing? Yeah. So if you were to have one unifying image, one distilled image from this film, what would it be? <sighs> Unfortunately, that maggot head is a millisecond long. Well, that's what that's what you'll be taking to the no, island. You don't know what the fuck I'm taking. Well, I'll give that I'll give that as a gift for you. You can have that as an extra bonus cuz <laughs> I know you want it. Um an indelible image from this that defines the entire movie. Yeah. It's got to be f- either Finny and Wolf Vision like in, you know, yeah. them looking at Finny and Wolf Vision or that scene in bed when he's bare assed. Wow. He's showing his whole crack and barely moving in bed. I mean, laying laying on her. Yeah, kind of on her side, but not really doing anything. No. Well, that's back in the day. I think you can't really show him bumping and grinding, and maybe that's how Finney always liked to do it. Yeah, that would explain a lot. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no young Finney actor working that we're like keeping an eye on. Is it like one of the hot young things? Maybe that was his mo: get it in there and leave it. <laughs> just yeah. Just wait for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna wolf in. Yeah. Uh, so Albert Finian. I would probably choose my image. Would I, God, it's hard not to have Gregory Hines's ass flash, but I'm gonna have to say it's an easy one. 
the wolf on top of the car just snarling just a great shot it's a great shot oh you wanted me to be a little more serious let me think no i, I get a serious no, one no. Here. let me i'll peel i'll I peel don't... i'll peel a serious off pull pull a serious image off Noonan on that motorcycle okay. and that little helmet. Mission not accomplished. Oh, all right. Um, so, all right. You, you know, you've been given the resources to build your own attraction mm -hmm. uh, for Wolfen. Right. Uh, lots of options. Okay. Um, you can't use any of the options they actually used when they did the Wolfen theme park. So you have to come up with something fresh. Okay. All right. I don't. I'll, you always want to do theme parks. I always like restaurants. That's kind of my thing. But there's theme. Okay, restaurants and theme parks. That's fine. Um. Well, I think it'd be fun because they spend a lot of time in rubble in this movie. There's a lot of like you know knock down buildings, and they're always in like rubble. There's mm -hmm. like, and I think that'd be fun like to to have like a a park where you kind of hide, you hid something in the rubble. Uh -huh. this huge area and that's what you're just walking through looking for it maybe there could be um the antagonists are like the, there's some wolves that are not real ones you know yeah but um maybe like crepe paper no but maybe like some uh, remote controlled wolves yeah and as you're trying to find this item mm -hmm. let's be honest it'd be the maggot covered head as you're trying to find that um these these animatronic wolves or whatever these robot wolves would be closing in yeah. you have to find the maggot covered head before they close in i like that mm -hmm. uh and that'd be a, it'd be kind of like a laser tag type thing except <laughs> instead of laser tag it's a maggot covered head yeah i can see that so i don't know what you would call it um maggot tag something <laughs> like that uh well, there's no tag maybe yeah you could you could be outfitted with lasers and you just kind of, sh you could shoot the, I don't know. But I think you have to be picking up bricks. That's the thing. Right. You have to get your hands dirty. Right. Right. And so, um, that's what I would do. I think that's, I think that would be, Call I could, squalor tag. I could catch on. I think people would be interested. They'd be like, well, how do they, I mean, they're going to do a wolfing like, like games kind of area. What the, I guess we'll go. I mean, that sounds fun. Right. I don't know what they're going to do. Right. I mean, what's it going to be? Are you going to, is it going to be one of those things you tackle someone off stairs? Is that what the game is going to be? Yeah. But then they'll be surprised. That it's, yeah. It's actually the best version. Yeah. And I think it'd be a hit. So what I would do, and this would require a, like a big budget. Mm-hmm. It would be like a Jurassic Park kind of thing. Oh. But it's basically just a park. That's everything that's like a regular park. Okay. And there's a stream. Right. And if you're lucky, I mean, it's a park. You go to a park just for your own, you know, bring a picnic, go ride a bike, you know, see your kids, watch the sun, right, do right. all those things. But there's a there's a stream. Right. And if you're lucky, you'll see one of my genetically engineered salmon with James out uh, almost his face. Just salmon with his face swimming upstream. Not Edward, but just Edward James, James almost. almost. Yeah. <laughs> this is super fucking proactive. It would be place. like that, what's that Don Knotts movie where he plays a fish? Yeah, Mr. Limpet. So it'd be like Mr. Olympic, but instead it'd be Edward James almost. Yeah. Um, it sucks that they had that title had already come because Born on the Fourth of July was going to use it. And holy, so holy shit, we're, you're on an island. Ron Kovac. Ron Kovic. Is it Kovic? Yeah. Great movie. He's fine. Um, still alive. Ron Kovic. He died. 
I think so. Did he really? Well, here's the clue. Here's how I know he's dead. Because you say he's alive. That's guaranteed he's dead. <laughs> I think he's still walking the earth. Well, <laughs> let me rephrase that. <laughs> uh, he Guess is. what? He lives. Does he really? Yeah. Guess what his birthday is. Fourth of July. He got it. No, well, of course he is. That's still lives. Is. 73 years old. Is he really? Yeah. Still won't. Oh, I, I'm, I was wrong about this. Um, uh, Jane Fonda made a movie about him before that movie because she met him. Barbarella? It's called <laughs> Coming Home or something? Going Home? John Voight. Yeah. I know it was about Ron Kovic. Yeah. It was based on, at least based on, uh, uh, she met him and it was kind of based on his, that character based on him. Hmm? I, I live in a coming home. You do? in. You do. Uh, so you're on an island. Mm-hmm. You got one thing. I get to have two things, apparently. You do. I, give, I gifted you maggot one. Head. I gifted you that. I mean, wow. You would just want to create jealousy with the bees within head. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I just want to create uh, a chance for that beast within head to have a break. <laughs> <laughs> get a little, little bee time. Yeah. Um. I've got. To, I got to narrow it down between two big ones. Okay. So I'm thinking about it. I mean, the ring's tempting. The the satanic ring on that guy's finger is tempting. See, that that's part of my... I was going to keep the hand in a baggie. That was one of the things. Oh, the hand is in the bag, yeah. Yeah, it's a baggy hand. But I, I don't, I'll let you have that. I, I like that. Well, I'm, no, because I have another option. Okay. The world's largest newspaper. <laughs> it's a Sunday edition, for sure. Because I could absolutely wallpaper an entire fucking cottage with that thing it's the only newspaper that's ever come with a bookmark <laughs> it's actually a guy named mark in it <laughs> they have a, they have a um what i would do i would take the I, I don't know if i could take every instance but i would take at least the beginning the the wind chimes at the beginning those things are amazing they're huge and the windmill and they they're yeah the the, the visit a replica of the of the America's first windmill. That's how they start this movie off. That's where they get killed. The the first the couple and the yeah. limit driver. But um, they got married there. That's why they were visiting it. They got married there, and then something else happened. Eventful. I can't. What was? Oh, their end of the marriage happened there as well. <laughs> so, uh, but they the woman is um, tinkling. I think that's the, how you put it, tinkling the old wind chimes at the, <laughs> at the beginning. And I would take those because I think they made a beautiful sound. And then if you noticed, there's a lot of chiming in this movie. There's a when they go to those people's um, apartment uh, penthouse suite. There's like these like curtains that are kind of metallic that are like, yeah, like chimes. Mirrored, mirrored blinds. They're, everybody's always playing with chimes in this. Yeah, and I Gregory would, chimes is in it too, which is good. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I think people would probably go. I just love listening to Justin on this because he says things like, "There's a lot of chimes in this." <laughs> I wish I would have made the sequel. Chime Cop. <laughs> Do you think if he turned into a salmon, his name would still be Albert Finney? <laughs> Burn it. Alone, pay their little dandelion.
corner is paved with lies 